0: You are listening to More Than a Song, episode 408. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. We've spent the last few weeks reading and pondering the narratives of the Christmas story, uh, the account of Jesus being born as a baby, the very reason for this Christmas season. And this week we will use Casting Crown song Make Room featuring Matt Maher, to tie it all together together. And this is one of those times where it probably is a good idea to go back and listen to episode 405, 406, and 407 if you haven't already done that, and then come back to this one. But if you're all caught up, let's kick off this episode with a bit of the song. Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart for God to write? Is the question that challenges me this week? Every podcast episode, I end with the question. So, what's next? Uh, this week, I want to start with the question. So, what? I heard on another podcast this week that LifeWay reports that ninety percent of Americans celebrate Christmas. Ninety percent, twenty-two percent of them feel confident that they could retell the account from memory, but seventeen percent of, of Americans say that they cannot remember. Any of it. Uh, I've been having you read the narratives as laid out in Matthew chapter 1 and 2 and Luke chapter 1 and 2. And we even snuck in that first chapter of John. I'm hoping that spending time in these scriptures prepared your heart to celebrate the birth of Christ. And if you're listening to these episodes at a time other than December, don't forget you can still celebrate the birth of Christ. This celebration is not only for one day a year, but if you have been following along, reading scripture for yourself, perhaps you can fall into the 22% and you could retell the narrative of Christmas. That's a bite that I call storying, retelling the story of scripture in your own words. And I challenge you to take this bite this week. Practice with your kids, your spouse or a friend say something like, I'm trying to retell the story of scripture, and I want to retell the account of Christmas in my own words. Could you let me know if I've left anything out? And then rejoice if they point something you've left out. Why? Well, because it means that they're actively listening, and that means that they know the details too. And then it it refines your ability to retell the story yourself. Oh, and by the way, BITE, B-I-T-E, stands for Bible Interaction Tool Exercise. And storying is a really, really powerful BITE. When you get to the point that you can retell a narrative of scripture from memory, it means you've hidden it in your heart. And then every time you retell it, it seats itself deeper in your heart. It seats itself deeper in your mind even further. What a gift. So let's say that you can tell the narrative of the Christmas story. You might even start in the beginning like John does, like we learned last week on episode 407. You might point to the Christmas lights and remind the person that you're sharing with that while Jesus is the light of the world, he existed before the world began. In fact, all things were made through him, and without him there was nothing made that was made. That God the Son put on flesh when he came to earth as a baby. And Then you could tell them about Mary and Joseph, and you might even slip in some details about Zechariah and Elizabeth and how their story interweaves into the birth story of Christ. You could commit part or all of Zechariah's prophecy over John, John the Baptist, his son John, uh, to memory. Perhaps the part where John especially will prepare the way for Jesus, the light of the world, who in this prophecy is referred to as the sunrise from on high whose light is for those of us who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, whose light is intended to be a guide, to light the way for our feet to take the path that leads to peace. And you might even choose to highlight the big idea that seems to be all over each of these last few episodes, even though they were written out of individual weeks of study, the big idea that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. Because as Matthew points out, all of the details of the coming of Christ as a baby boy to a virgin was to fulfill what God had already spoken through his prophet Isaiah centuries before. So let's do that. Let's take a step back. Well, when I when I first met my husband, this was one of his favorite adages. Take a step back. And what happens when you take a step back? Well, you see things in a new way. So he would encourage me to take a step back. Take a look at the situation from a different point of view. It doesn't change. The uh, the details are all still there. But my idea of it, my interpretation of it, what I see changes by taking a step back. I'm thinking of my Christmas tree. Uh, as I lovingly take out each ornament that we've gathered over the years, Some from when I was a child because it was my grandmother's tradition to give me an ornament a year until my 18th birthday or 18th year when she gave me the angel that still tops the tree. I love that. But as I take out each ornament, I look at the details. I take in the date marked on the bottom or remember which trip we bought this one on or smile at the one that that we had made when we had only one daughter. I smile because my youngest is put out out that she is not part of that ornament. And so she hangs a little sled next to it that bears her name so that she can be part of that family ornament. (laughs) The details are precious. And if you don't get really close to these ornaments, you won't notice the details. You won't appreciate the history because you'll never recognize the dates scribbled in permanent marker, or you won't see the way that some are purchased and some are handmade. You know, some of the ornaments you need help to understand because you would never know the reason we have a purple heffalump named Lumpy with Rue on his back. And you won't know that. We have that one because my oldest was obsessed with Winnie the Pooh as a child and especially loved all the heffalump movies. And we watched all the TV episodes. And it's so beautiful to think back on that when you see and look at those details. But you need help to understand the uh, significance of that particular one. Individually, the ornaments each tell a story. Some details of the ornament can only be seen up close. Some details can only be seen, again, when you have a little bit more backstory. And it sort of reminds you of scripture, doesn't it? The details are so fascinating, and you sometimes need help to understand the meaning, but it's fun to explore all the same, or at least I hope I've inspired you over all of our episodes of this podcast to see the fun and the joy of exploring the details of Scripture for yourself. Now, the tree this year, uh, it wasn't the same experience for me because I went ahead and had my youngest daughter and a friend help me decorate, and they carefully unwrapped the ornaments, but they don't know all the stories, so it became a bit of a chore rather than the treasure that I always see it as, so lucky for me, they left me a box, right, and I was able to get my fix while still benefiting from their help, but... Here's the parallel. Your pastor or your favorite author or podcaster, we we dig up the treasure of the details of Scripture, and we share them with you. And you can still appreciate the beauty of what they share with you, but it's not the same as knowing the stories yourself and unwrapping the memories of what you've learned over time, you need both in your interaction with Scripture. You need someone to explain the significance of some of those details, but you need the joy of unwrapping and and taking in those details yourself. But I have a big tree because it's in a big room, <laughs> and it, we call it a great room. Uh, it's because it's great, no, because it's big. It's really a really big room, and it's a, it's a two story room. So anything less than my twelve foot tree would look a little small, or at least for my taste anyway. And the thing about a 12-foot tree is you have to take a step back to take it all in. And all of those little individual ornaments with their individual stories and details, combined with those few filler ornaments that catch the light and help it shimmer and shine and turn into a beautiful display that tells a bigger story. And it's interesting to see people take in a Christmas tree. Some people only stand back and take in the big picture, while others will walk up close to examine the individual ornaments. Uh, I visited a, a friend the other day, and her youngest daughter excitedly pointed out an ornament she had made and wanted me to be sure to notice that one. And then there are other people who hardly even notice the tree in the room. It's true. There are people like that. But when it comes to interacting with scripture, there are those who don't take in the beauty and significance of God's revelation to us. And then there are others who get lost in the details or even distracted by them that they don't see the big story. I think the young child eagerly showing off her ornament is what we uh, is when we discover something amazing and we can't wait to share it with others. We follow the bite of sharing with our friends. That can be one of the most precious interaction tools ever. When we discover something in scripture and we share it with someone else. But I consider, as I consider the individual ornaments I've been examining this week, those accounts in Matthew and Luke and John that we've been looking at closely, all those details, I see God saying over and over again, let's take a step back. Because in Matthew, we saw God reminding us that this baby boy born to a virgin as Emmanuel was promised over 700 years prior. And in Luke, we studied Zechariah, taking a step back in his prophecy to recognize that the current events were a fulfillment of covenant and prophecy. And in John, we take the biggest step back of all. We see that this was the plan all along, that Jesus was not plan B, nor is he new on the scene. It's a recognition of the great darkness we all sit in because of sin. And the solution over and over and over again is that God would be with us. He would put on flesh. He would dwell among us and he would shine bright to dispel the darkness. And so we come to the question again. So what? And our song this week asks another question. It asks, is there room in your heart for God to write his story? Uh, Mark Hall, the lead singer of Casting Crowns, shares the story behind the song in a devotional that you can find on the Bible app by YouVersion if you have that on your phone. I'll go ahead and link to it in the show notes as well. But you can search for Make Room in that Bible app in the plans in the Bible app, and you can find it there. But he tells the story of how, as a child, he thought the innkeeper, often depicted in reenactments of the time when Christ was was born. You know, the guy who says with a booming voice, no room, you know. But as a child, Mark always thought of that innkeeper as a villain. He writes, Jesus came to earth to save the whole world, and this guy puts him in a barn. Side note, you might be thinking. I don't remember reading about an innkeeper when I read through the text for myself these last few weeks, and you are right. (laughs) This depiction of an innkeeper, of course, is a reflection of Luke chapter 2, verse 7, where it says, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And even so, as we often do when we put ourselves into the story of Scripture, we often think of ourselves as the hero, or at the very least, not the villain, right? So not the guy that would turn away an obviously pregnant woman, not the one that couldn't see what God was up to. Like Mark says, we make ourselves believe we'd never turn away God if he came to earth. But the one who turned away Mary and Joseph, he wasn't a bad guy. He was just a guy, a human, someone who was overwhelmed at the chaos of the season. Not the Christmas season, but it was a registration season and it was decreed by Caesar. This governmental mandate caused great upheaval in the normal process of daily life. Places to stay were maxed out and people we're maxed out. And I have felt that this season. I've been a little maxed out as we kind of tried to shove all these things into the holiday season as, we're ten- we, as we tend to do. But Mary and Joseph, we're given a place, just not the place. And I'm afraid I do that more often than I want to admit. I give Jesus a place. I just don't give him the central place in my life that would then allow him to impact every area of my life. I relegate him. But when I take a step back, I I see the beautiful story that God is writing, and I want to be a part of it. This coming year, I don't want to relegate Jesus. I want to elevate him. But even if I don't, God's story goes on. He's invited us into it, but even if there's no room in our heart, he has made a way. We learned last week in John, to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. His light is for everyone, but the so what is our place in the family of God requires a response. Receive him. Believe in him. Believe he is who he says he is and can do what he says he can do. Walk in the light as a child of God. So what's next? Well, if you have not yet taken the time to slow down and read the text of the narratives of Christmas, take time this week to read Luke 1 and 2, Matthew 1 and 2, and John chapter 1. And if reading these texts is an exercise in repetition, take it, take that bite, reread them, read them again. And, And while you're reading, notice the details of the accounts. And after you're done reading, then take a step back and see the big picture of God's story. Is there room in your heart to accept the invitation to become a part of it? And then while you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, Michelle at Michelle You can hop on Twitter at Michelle or Instagram at Michelle uh, My public page on Facebook is Michelle L. Niesat, and we can talk about what you are learning. Now, More Than a Song is a proud member of the NRT Podcast Network. Head over to NewReleaseToday.com to take advantage of all things Christian music, from lyrics to reviews and more, and my fellow uh, podcast network podcasts. Now, if you have not joined the 30 Day Music Challenge yet, I highly recommend it. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new time. The challenge is to listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days. You're never too late to jump in. So just submit your name and email address at michellekneesthat.com forward slash 30 Day Challenge and you're in. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank my newest subscribers to my website like Tanya from California, Becky from Michigan, Marcy from Michigan, Bonnie from Tennessee, and Chris from Georgia welcome. Now new subscribers uh, to my website benefit from this. I send you a one page resource of my top five bites. Uh, It's a great place to start. You will also benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, I send you basically the show notes and all the links and all the things that I talk about on the show. It's just conveniently placed in your inbox on Monday morning. You also get first dibs and instant access to any of the extra resources that I create for my episodes from time to time. And really all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Uh, this encourages me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. I do have a new tool to help you leave a review. Just go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash more than a song of course you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michelleneesat.com through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app you can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next month, I will be featuring Encore episodes in a countdown of the top five downloaded episodes of 2021. And then in February, I will be back with new episodes and a whole new look. So tune in next week for the fifth uh, top downloaded episode for the year. I recently booked a photo shoot for new images. I'm going to be redesigning my website and podcast artwork. So if you'll follow me on social to be part of the process, I'm going to be throwing some different ideas and asking for your feedback and I really want it so that in February we will roll out the redesign and all new episodes. So I hope to see you out there on social and giving me some feedback. But if you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 408. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation.